0: Do you believe? What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the All-Betron podcast with your host, Kate Constable. We laid a big old goose egg in the NBA last night. 0-2 on our picks and shame on me betting against the Chicago Bulls when it's 70 and sunny and beautiful out in Chicago on a November day. Of course, the Bulls are going to come into this game and absolutely blow the Charlotte Hornets out of the water. I should have anticipated that, right? Well, I didn't think about that. And uh, I had the Hornets plus six. They lost one hundred six eighty-eight. Still, I mean, I make a joke about the weather. I mean, maybe some intangible to look at going forward, honestly, because it was a beautiful day in Chicago and that doesn't happen all that much in November. But the Bulls were coming into this one off of a back-to-back after beating the Nets in a hard-fought game the night before. Uh, Charlotte coming in, they've just kind of been a feisty team all season. I got them at plus six. The line moved to Charlotte plus four and a half, so in favor of the Hornets throughout the day, so I felt pretty good about the number that I had, and the Hornets just kind of didn't show up. It was one of those games where I still think I was on the right side. The Hornets just didn't come to play, and the Bulls uh, exceeded their expectations for the night. Played much better and with a whole lot more energy than I had anticipated being on a back-to-back. Zach Levine also played in that game, and there was questions over whether he would play being it was a back-to-back, and this was the first back-to-back he had played this season, so I went into it. Kind of not necessarily banking, but put that into my handicapping a little that Levine might not be in. But he um, did play and 10 points, not his greatest scoring output, but still having him on the floor opens things up for everyone else. And Chicago's bench has just been unbelievable. Um They've exceeded expectations, the bench unit is, over these last couple games. I mean, uh, Javante Green had 17 points, Derek Jones Jr. 10, Goran Dragic 16. So double-digit scores off the bench for Chicago. And when the Hornets are not coming in ready to play, that's not a recipe for success for anyone who bet on the Hornets last night, which was moi. Also took the Pelicans minus three over the Lakers. Uh, this was kind of just a back-and-forth game, but it looked like we might just push. Um, Pelicans were minus three, and they were up by three with 1.3 wow, lots of threes! seconds left in that game. Matt Ryan comes in and hits a 23-foot-three to tie the game. I just said three about 17 times in the last three sentences. Uh, but that tied the game at 111, forced overtime, where then the Lakers would go on to win by three. So three was our unlucky number yesterday uh, with the Pelicans losing to the Lakers and me going 0-2 on the night. But good thing for us is that there's a whole other night of basketball tonight. Although it is a small slate, only two games on the schedule for tonight. So let's take a look at those, see what we like. We'll start with the Warriors and the Magic. Warriors are nine-point favorites on the road. Total here is 229. This game opened at Golden State minus 7.5, but ticked up a, a little bit to nine and then went up by a point, opened at 225, and is now at 226. But Golden State coming into this one, not looking so good to start the season. They're 3-5 and five straight up. They've lost their last three games and four out of their last five. They have yet to win on the road. 0-4 on the road right now. Um, and in this road trip that they're on, this will be the fourth game of a five game road trip. They lost to the Charlotte Hornets in overtime, lost to the Pistons, and then lost to the Heat just the other day. So not coming into this game with a whole lot of momentum, but on the other hand, the Magic have not been much better this year. But I mean that's expected for the Magic, right? We expected the Magic not to be a top team in the league, where we didn't really expect that from the Warriors. Magic are one and seven overall. Their only win has come against the Hornets, and they're coming into tonight's matchup off two straight losses to Dallas and OKC. Terms of against the spread, Warriors are two and six ATS. Magic are two five and one. So again, I don't really pay too much attention to those uh, types of trends, but really. No edge here when it comes to even just looking at that trend and and who's been better against the spread. Both of these teams, though, struggling for opposite reasons, and that's what makes tonight's game kind of interesting. The Warriors, they stink on defense. They're giving up the 29th most points per game, 121 points to the opposing team. This is just off a season in which not only did they win the title, but they were ranked top three in defensive rating last season. So you're going from a spectacular defensive team to one that's just struggling and not being able to find their way on that side of the ball. They're also allowing more free throws than any other team in the NBA, which just kind of tells me that they're playing sloppy, following too much, getting out of position, and then having to overcompensate and recover, which sends players to the line. But when it does, that means points when the clock has stopped uh, and, and that score ticks up. So it makes sense that if you're allowing that many free throws per game, you're probably giving up quite a few points, which the Warriors are. The Magic, on the other hand, their defense has been fine. Uh, It's been better than their offense. That's for sure. Defense is probably their bright spot on the court. Their offense ranks 28th in terms of points per game. They turn the ball over a ton. Um, And I mentioned that their defense is decent, but where they're struggling on the defensive side of the ball is exactly where the Warriors are excelling on the offensive side. If you can find some sort of... um, place where the Warriors are excelling right now, and that is that the Magic can't guard the three. They gave up a ton of threes, bottom fifth in three-point field goals allowed, and then when you look at the Warriors, well, you have Steph Curry, and you have Andrew Wiggins, and you have Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole, and players that can shoot the three like no one's business, which is not a great sign for the Warriors, not a great sign for the Magic. I should say. The Warriors, that's a great sign for them because they rank second in three-point attempts. So, one angle you could look at tonight, I have not bet this, I might explore it a little bit more, but to look at some player props for those shooters on Golden State, knowing that they're going to get a ton of looks, um, honestly... Golden State kind of needs to win this game to get back on track. So you're hoping they come in with more focus, knock down a lot more of these shots. I believe Steph Curry's prop right now is at over four and a half threes made tonight. I don't even think that's a bad look. Uh, just knowing that the Magic give up so many uh, three-point attempts throughout the game. In terms of the total here. This is kind of what I like if I had to pick uh, over the total or the side. I don't I don't trust the Warriors to cover nine right now based on what I'm seeing. They should This should be just a smash spot for the Warriors, but they just haven't shown me that they can do that so far. So not going to play on the side here, but do like the total. Magic has gone over their total in four of their eight games this season, and the Warriors have gone over uh, this total in six of their last eight. Warriors are also ranked second in pace this season, so they should get plenty of scoring opportunities getting up and down the floor, out in transition, especially against a Magic team that turns the ball over so much. So more second chance opportunities, more points off of turnovers should be coming for Golden State, and the Magic are averaging 116.5 points per game at home. So they should be able to score, especially against this bad Warriors defense. So that leans me uh, to liking the over here at 226. So that's my only play for the Warriors and Magic. But once again, take a look at some player props and and maybe bet some overs on on three-pointers for the Warriors shooters tonight. The only other game. Actually, one other thing I will say for this game, the Warriors and Magic, is that this is the only primetime game tonight. I mean, with only two games on the slate, both of these are nationally televised. This would be a good spot for the Warriors to show up and put the t- the rest of the league, you know, kind of on notice that we are still the Warriors. We are still the team that won the championship last year. I would like to see that. And if I do see that from them tonight, then the Warriors could be a team that I continue playing on going forward. But I have to see that first, um, especially in Orlando, where they haven't won a whole lot in Orlando over the last couple of years. So not uh, again, not playing the side here, playing the total. Um, but hopefully this is kind of a get right spot for the Warriors. Okay. Now get some thunder. Our only other game for the evening. Who would have thought that coming into this game, the thunder would be the team coming in with more momentum. They've won their last four games. They beat the Clippers twice, the Mavs in overtime and the magic. Nuggets are coming in to today off of a loss against the Lakers. They allowed the Lakers their first win of the season on Sunday, uh, and Denver is now 2-2 two and two in their last four games. Both of these teams, though, have the same overall record, 4-3 and three straight up, but the Nuggets are 1-3 and three on the road this year, and the Thunder are 3-1 and one at home. Well, guess what? Denver's on the road. Oklahoma City is at home tonight. So something to keep in mind there is how these two teams play on the road versus at home. This line open Nuggets minus six has ticked up just half a point to minus six and a half. And the total has dropped half a point from 229 and a half to 229. I don't have any official play on this game. I strongly lean towards the Thunder in covering that spread especially if it goes up any higher. I don't anticipate that happening. But if you can get it at 6.5, that might be something that I work towards uh, later in the afternoon. If not, I might watch this game live and see if the Nuggets get off to a quick start and maybe uh, you can get a live line that's a little bit better. That might be how I approach this game. These two teams played each other in the first week of the season. The Nuggets won that game, 122-117, but they did fail to cover as nine-point favorites, In that game, however, Denver was playing their third game in four nights. Uh, There was a minutes restriction for both Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. because this was just the second or third game of the season. And coming back from injury, they were kind of easing themselves back into the year. However, the Nuggets did shoot 49% from the field and 52% from deep. Still failed to cover as nine point favorites. So I don't foresee those same shooting numbers again tonight, just because 52% from three, I mean, that's pretty good and doesn't happen night in and night out for most teams, especially going up against an Oklahoma City Thunder team that in their last four games ranked first in the league in defensive rating. That's something that I never thought I would say on this podcast is that the Thunder over the last four games, are the best defensive team in the league. They're giving up just 105.7 points per game to opposing teams. And on the flip side, they're averaging 114.7 points per game. So holding opponents uh, to a lower scoring amount than Obviously, they're winning by putting up more points, uh, and in this case, almost 10 more points than, than opposing teams on any given night. Shea just Alexander, he's led the team in scoring over this span. He has three games of over 30 points or more, so he's going to be a point of emphasis or focus for Denver's defense tonight is containing him. One thing that does concern me about the Thunder coming into this game is that maybe they're due for a bit of regression. Because in this four-game winning streak that they're on, against the Magic on Wednesday, the Thunder used an 18-2 to run late in the fourth quarter to come from behind and beat the Magic. And I'm very, very grateful to the Thunder for doing that because I had them a minus three over Orlando, and it wasn't looking good going into the fourth quarter. But an 18-2 to run, that'll do it, and they did cover that game. So thank you, Thunder, for turning things around late. Also, in the Mavs game, the game prior... The Thunder used an eight-point run, erased that eight-point deficit in the final two minutes of regulation against Dallas, and that forced overtime where they won. So this isn't something that Thunder want to get used to doing is having to use these late fourth quarter pushes in order to get back into games and essentially win them after climbing back in. That's not something that any team wants to bank on doing. And I don't necessarily want to continue uh, to bet on a team that's having to climb themselves back into games uh, late in the game. Denver's also coming into tonight's game on three days of rest, which is definitely uh, having that rest advantage is a good thing for the nuggets coming in coming in here. But in terms of what they're giving up offensively, they're allowing teams 123 and a half points per 100 possessions through their first four road games, which that's on the road, but that's the worst mark uh, in the NBA over a four-game road span. So that's not giving me a whole lot of confidence in wanting to back Denver coming into this game, especially when I just talked about how good Oklahoma City's defense has been over these last four games. Denver's also allowing the seventh most points per game and the fifth highest Effective field goal percentage over that span. So those those points right there are not anything that comfort me if I'm backing Denver. One thing that the Nuggets are pretty strong at is three point shooting. They're third in three point percentage, hitting just under forty percent from deep. And you know when you have Nikola Jokic who can step out and hit those, and you have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, who are good three point shooters. That's not too surprising. Uh, but again, OKC. They're fifth in preventing an um, opponent's three-point percentage, I should say. They've given up just 32.5% from three. So, you know, a point for Denver in terms of how well they're shooting, but also a point for OKC in terms of how well they're defending uh, the three. Oklahoma City is also taking care of the ball. They don't turn it over a whole lot. Third fewest turnovers per game, but they also force a ton of turnovers for the opposing team. So if you like Denver in this one, you better hope that they take care of the basketball um, and are able to shoot the three. But again, both of those things are areas where Oklahoma City has excelled over these last few games. So that's why I'm kind of eh, on this game and not knowing what to do because I think Denver is the better team. I think the Nuggets are due for a little negative regret but when you look at numbers like these and all the stats, like everything that Denver is good at, Oklahoma City is also good at defending or good at contradicting um what the Nuggets want to do in terms of how they play the game. So that's what leads me to not having an official play in this one. Again, I would strongly lean towards Oklahoma City to cover, especially just because they're at home and the Nuggets have struggled on the road so far. So in these two games tonight, I want these two teams, the Warriors and the Nuggets, to prove to me that they are the superior team and they've got things kind of rolling in the works in terms of getting back into the swing of things and playing good basketball because we've seen it in spurts from Denver. Honestly, we haven't seen a whole lot of it from Golden State this season. So uh, this is kind of a prove-me-wrong game for those two teams. And if they do prove me wrong, then hey, I'd love to play on the Warriors going forward. They're a team that you typically can trust night in and night out, and you know what you're going to get from them, which when you're handicapping games, that's exactly what you want. You want to know that a team is going to be consistent. But from the Warriors and the Nuggets, I just haven't seen that quite yet. And then on the Thunder and Magic, I mean, They have some good storylines and trends, and the way they've been playing coming into this game is great, but I just don't always love to back uh, not-so-great teams that are maybe due for some regression. So with this one, short and sweet podcast today with the only two teams, and my only official play in this one is the total, uh, playing the over 226 in that first game between Golden State and Orlando. Hoping to have... A positive night tonight after the 0-2 night last night but you know that's the way sports betting goes sometimes you can't win them all and you gotta not force plays but when you find your spots you like gotta play them with confidence and whatever happens happens that's just kind of how this game works so good luck to everyone tonight if you do decide to play the over here or which with whatever you are playing tonight best of luck hope you win some money and thanks for listening we will see you next time